my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. I'm sending you so much love, and I hope that you are taking care of yourself, and I hope that you are shining, as always, wherever you are. Uh, You are so deserving. I'll say it every episode, because I know you need to hear it, and I know you need to receive it, and I know, I mean, how many times can someone tell you that you're amazing and it gets on your nerves? Hopefully never, because you are wonderful, and I need you to receive that and know that and own that, uh, because there's only one you, and we are so much better. We, the collective we, are so much better because you are here. So know that, receive that, hug it, hold it, (laughs) and put it in your heart. So uh, today's episode, we are going to continue our couple series and talk about how to let your partner have their feelings. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. And so as I was thinking of the title for this episode, I almost, I kind of cringed at the title because of the let your partners have their feelings uh, because of the letting part, because letting signifies that you're allowing and giving someone permission to have their feelings, which anyone can own their feelings at any time because they deserve to, because they're, they're, is theirs to have, but, or, and the reason why I want to do this episode is because a lot of times breakdown and breakdowns and coupleships or in partnerships happen because we get resentful, because we get triggered, because we get hurt at the emotions that the other person is having. And our desire to control may come up. Our desire for them to abandon their feelings and take care of us because we feel wounded comes up. Uh, the The emotional or even physical ultimatums of you need to change. And if you think this way, then I'm gonna leave. Our fight or flight kicks in and we can want to abandon the relationship to to preserve ourselves because we feel so triggered and we feel so hurt or the other side so that's the flight the other side which is the fight aka the fawning the appeasing the trying to get them to re-engage with us because we're afraid that their feelings mean that they're going to abandon us we may want to self-abandon ourselves in order to become everything they want to be like so there are so many dynamics right when we do not know how to hold space for our partners, for our for our other persons to to own everything that they are, to feel everything that they are, and to come to us with that and to just be 
and to be in that. And so in order for us to have healthy relationships, we have to know and understand how to let our partners, let our people have their feelings. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. This is one of the concepts that you need to know if you're going to allow someone to love you, if you're going to let these people these wonderful people, <laughs> if you're going to let the people around you be available for you, you have to learn how to be available for them as well. So this is sponsored by our Let Them Love You workshop, which we are doing live and in person in Houston, Texas on August 6th. Uh, Saturday, August 6th is an all-day workshop because we're going to be going in depth. We're going to be doing hot seats, aka love seats, answering questions, coaching you, giving you support, and helping you learn how to let people give to you so that you no longer sabotage your relationships. Learn how to let those walls down. Learn how to let people in. Push away those avoidant tendencies. This workshop is for women of all sexual orientations. This is for people who are partnered and also people who are single who knew that this who know that this is a recurring pattern. So I hope to see you all there. You can register by going to blackgirlsheal.org slash let them love you. And you can also just go to the main website blackgirlsheal.org and save your seat. Uh, we are only going to have a certain number of spaces so that I can personally dig in and have basically an all-day intensive with the women who are able to join us. So if you haven't gotten your ticket yet, now's the time. We have early bird enrollment and registration that is going to end next week, y'all. So ticket prices are cheaper now and uh, the prices will go up after next week. So um, this is giving a little bit of buffer time for people who don't listen to the podcast right when it comes out. So hopefully you're able to catch your ticket uh, when you hear this episode. Um, and the link is in the show notes as well. So let's go ahead and jump in with the three things. This episode, I'm going to talk about three things for you to know to let your partner have their feelings. Again, my internal cringe at, at the word letting, <laughs> but y'all understand the, the background behind it, hopefully with my intro. So the first thing that I want you to know uh, when your partner is getting upset with you, when they are feeling sad, so maybe they're having a bad day and you're trying to, you're trying to um, encourage them and motivate them and you're trying to make them laugh and they're just not feeling it. And you feel very rejected because maybe that usually works and it's not working this time. You feel like they've been going through it for a long time and you are feeling very emotionally uh, forgotten and put aside and you're getting more and more angry. Y'all have been upset and fighting about something and you're upset too. And then you're mad that they're upset. How dare they be upset when you have more of a right and you have more reason logically to be upset. And so you're double mad that they have the audacity to be upset as well. And there's just triggers and triggers all around. You know, filling your scenario, I'm sure that I'm sure that this is sparking some recent event or some event in the past where your partner having their feelings is triggering to you. And so here's number one for you to know. You need to know that their emotions are not evidence of your faults. I'm going to say that again. Their emotions are not evidences of your faults. We can have a tendency, 
especially those of us who can be who are insecurely attached, which if you're listening to this episode, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are this is something that you are healing and actively working through. Yes, we will personal personalize things that have nothing to do with us. We will make it all about us. So our partner is having a bad day. And then what we were trying to do to cheer them up, making the dish that they really like trying to tell a joke, trying to engage them to watch our weekly TV show that we watch all together. None of that is working. We will personalize that to mean rejection about us. And so that's where kind of the thoughts were, okay, I see how it is. Like any any thoughts that are in that train where you're like, all right, I got you. You're going to be upset and mad about this. That's fine. And you kind of clock it away in your head. Some of us, we internally and silently clock it away and we have a little tally mark thing that we have in our brain. Some of us are very vocal about it and we immediately go into a fight response and we try to engage them because maybe the silence is triggering to you. Maybe because of your own abandonment trauma at least I'm fighting with you and talking back with you is is some type of energy and intensity, which is more comfortable to you or at least more familiar to you. No, it's comfortable um, because you're used to it. It's more comfortable to you versus allowing them to have space to work through whatever they are working through. And what you need to know is your partner being sad, being upset, being frustrated, even if it is that they are frustrated at something that you have said or done, That does not equate to you being a bad girlfriend, being a bad wife, being a bad person, being a bad mother, okay? Many of us live in this black and white dynamic in our our lives, where it's either all one thing or all the other thing. So either they love me fully through and through and they're super happy with me, or they hate me and they never... They wish they never met me and they think I'm the worst thing ever. So again, let's say it is an argument where they told you, I don't like how you talk to me. This really hurt my feelings. You said this, but then you did this. I tried to tell you this and you weren't listening to me. If we listen to that and we have a negative core belief that says that there's something wrong with us, when we hear that, our internal trauma gets sparked And we react from this really old pain that has nothing to do with our partner. When it is possible for your partner to be giving you constructive criticism from a place of love because you have legitimately done something that is hurtful to them and they are telling you the criticism that they're telling you because they want things to get better, because they want to move forward. They're not trying to kick you out the house. (laughs) They're not trying to break up the friendship. They're saying this is what stops me from being able to connect to you right? And so because I want to connect to you, this is something that I need you to look at. And if you don't know how to hold that space and you go immediately into fight response or, or flee response, which is you shutting down, getting quiet, um, getting resentful of the fact that they share this with you, then you're going to increase that distance. You're going to create increase that separation. And the way that you work on this, which is why y'all hear me preach so much about doing self-care work and working on your trauma and getting support and getting direct coaching and everything about it is because it always comes back to us. We take ourselves everywhere we go in every single scenario, us at work, us in our partnerships, us in our friendships, us in our family. And if we are not doing our own internal recovery work, 
If we're not actively working through that, we will bring those insecurities and those projections everywhere. And we will think, we will think that we are absolutely clear that we are seeing things with clarity and they're the ones that are in the wrong. That we are the ones who are absolutely 100% right, which I want to laugh because there's someone who I'm, I'm upset with right now. And I'm like, is this for me? And I'm, I'm like, I don't know if this ain't for me. Maybe it's for me. Y'all, I'm having a crisis right now. Anyways, <laughs> we can think that we are 100% right, even if we may have a clue into their point of view, we will... When we weigh the scales, we will weigh our side heavier, yes? And we will always come from a place of imbalance. So it is so important, y'all, that we not run away from our internal self-work. When people say that they will wait to work on these things, that they'll wait till there's a, a calmer time, when they wait until there's a project done or they finish their degree or they finish whatever crisis is happening in their life, my thought is there's crisis happening in your life because you're not good. Because you don't really know, you don't, you have no understanding and concept on how, how, how you see the world and how you show up in the world is, is, inflaming what's already going on. You have no idea that it's possible for you to have more peace and contentment exactly where you are with the exact scenario and situation that you have right now. Uh, you just can't even fathom it. And so there's always like a one day, a one day when things are easier, when things are not going to be easier until you take a step and look at you. And looking at you is what will make real conflicts, real moments when your partner is not able to show up for you the way that you want them to, for you to not want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Because like I said in the last episode and also in previous episodes, your partner, your parents, your friends have their own feelings and people don't exist to serve you. And I know, I know right now in, in popular culture, we're all about main character energy and, <laughs> and it all being about us and, and it's helping so many of us. I mean, it's said with a joke, but it's also said with seriousness. It's helping so many of us step into this place of self-empowerment. But in this world, if you do not know how to make space for other people and show up for other people and respect other people, you're going to be living your whole plot by yourself. The storyline is going to be how she kept pushing people away until she comes to a coming of age moment where she realizes that she's the one who can change the trajectory. Like that's going to be your story, which is totally fine. There's no judgment in there because that's many of our stories. I mean, y'all just heard me. I teach this stuff and I was like, am I being unreasonable? <laughs> it's, it's, do I need to make the first move? And, you know, I, this week's episode was going to be about this, but I decided to just save it for the workshop. But what I wanted to talk about originally was uh, what I was thinking about talking about, because this was always going to be the topic, but I was going to do the thing where I insert um, a different message when, it, when I feel inspired to do so. But I was like, no, this is something to go deeper with, um, with women in person. But I just want to give voice to... Even when you know the right thing to do and the right thing can be the healthier thing, the more evolved thing, the, the wiser thing, the thing that's actually going to move, move you forward. Even when you know what that thing is, it doesn't make it easier to do. Um, 
it can still be really painful, which is what I want to talk about in person. Um, but it can, it can feel as if you have to rip off your arm, like what someone is telling you to do. Like they're basically telling you, okay, rip off your arm and then hand it to the person and then, you know, shake, shake it. You know, like, like imagine them like shaking your, your arm. I don't know. It makes sense in my head. Y'all can't see what I'm saying. But like, it just feels like you're talking about ripping out a piece of you to do this. And it's just the most painful, excruciating thing, even if it is what is actually going to help you move forward. So I just, I want to validate that. And I just want to be clear that I'm not saying that it's easy. And I understand how it can be really easy to talk yourself out of it as well and to rationalize why, well, you'll, you'll, you'll make the olive branch or you'll take care of yourself once they show that they're safe to trust. And what I'm trying to communicate is sometimes. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. The person or the situation doesn't feel safe to trust, not because they're actually not safe, but because you don't feel safe on the inside. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. 
With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. And we can't fully, fully let love in and rest in it until we learn how to make ourselves feel safe. And as a woman who is also on her journey and also, you know, also peeling back layers and levels, I'm always learning things as well. I, I stand with you and I validate um, how frustrating that can be, how annoying that can be, uh, and how scary that can be to learn how to build internal safety, but, or, and it's worth it, even when you don't want to do it. So that actually leads to the next thing that I want you to know that's going to help you allow your partner to have their feelings because just like you feel very secure in the fact that you deserve to be in a relationship that you can relax and feel trust and feel open and feel that the person is going to respect you just as much as you deserve that, so does your partner. And that also includes... and. I always need to say this because there's so many of us that have so much generational pain and relational pain before my listeners who date people who identify as men. That includes your male partners too. Your male partners have all of the emotions that you do. They have every single one of them. Their feelings get hurt. They have insecurities. They have pain. They cry. Some of them cry outwardly. Some of them Uh, have learned to internalize that pain into anger. They all have their emotions. And every time we make things about us or every time we rage or every time we push them away, we are kicking up their abandonment and their rejection trauma too. They probably also have their own types of wounds and traumas with their mamas, with their daddies. Some of y'all know what they are as well, their own abuse. And so... Going back to how, even if you're living in main character energy, if you want to have a healthy and loving relationship, you have to make that space available for your partner as well by you being a safe space. So going to the second thing that I want you to know is I need you to recognize, or I want you to recognize that your response, so how you feel about what they just shared, your response is not their responsibility to fix. So what do I mean by that? I mean that if your partner is feeling very sad, whether because they've been feeling sad for a long time and you're starting to feel dejected because they um, are not perking up with your response or they're angry and so then you get angry or just that your feelings are hurt about something else, it is not their responsibility responsibility to fix that. Now, again, a disclaimer I always have to give. Some of us listening are in relationships with healthy and available other people. That's who I'm talking about or talking to. I have to give this disclaimer because some of us are in relationships with emotionally unavailable people, people who are manipulative, people who are narcissists, people who are very 
satisfied and content in their own avoidant tendencies and their ability to project and deny and blame and accuse. And you can hear me say that it's not their responsibility to fix that. And that will make you go completely blind to all of these red flags that they're giving off. And no, ma'am, that is not what I'm saying. That is never what I'm saying. Foundational. If someone is emotionally unavailable, you need to run. That is not God's gift to you wrapped in a pretty bow saying, fix me and change me and my love will make everything better. It is, it's time for me to leave and figure out where am I self, self-worth and self-value that I was willing to take someone who did not, who does not and did not love me in the way that I deserved and I was willing to make it work. That That's your key. That's 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 for you. For those of us who are with healthy and available people who are emotionally available, who do attempt to show up for us and and be there for us. What I'm saying is at the end of the day, even even if a person makes their best attempt, have you ever had someone who really tried to be there for you and they were doing everything they can and they're, they're validating you and they're, you know, taking you out and trying to distract you and it still didn't take away that internal pain? Like maybe it was like a good distraction for a moment or maybe it was nice that they were giving you those compliments, but it really didn't hit the spot. That's because our own internal trauma and work is always our responsibility to fix. It doesn't matter how wonderful the person is. It doesn't matter how big the gift is. It doesn't matter how great the sex is. It cannot heal the trauma within. We are the ones who are in charge of that. So when we go into our partnerships and we have this unrealistic expectation that this person, even if they're our soulmate, even if we did an amazing work in finding the person, the partner that is our our twin flame or our best friend. We put too much pressure on this human person to fix everything within us. And so the best gift we can give ourselves is the self-work, is learning how to take care of ourselves, learning how to nurture and soothe our own wounds, even when we're in partnerships. And I know I know that sounds so crazy to say, and it's almost like, well, what's the point? The best way I know how to describe it is to give another example. So have you ever had a friend or a loved one or a partner or a child or someone? Well, maybe not a child. Once you hear the example, you'll hear, you'll hear why. But have you ever had someone who is really going through it and they're confiding you and they're telling you things and you're doing everything you can, right? You're showing up for them. You're giving them advice. You're, you're holding space for them. You're trying to distract them. You're loving on them, but it's just not enough. And they're trying to take it. It's not like they have the walls up, but whatever you're doing is not meeting the mark. How does that feel for you if you're not at a place where you're not being codependent, right? If you're not at a place that you're giving from a place of wholeness, but you're giving because you're really trying to fix it because you see that they're going through and it's not working, how frustrating is that for you? How how heavy is that for you? How taxing is that for you, right? Because you feel very powerless that you cannot fix something that's outside of your control. That's what I'm saying with our partners, It's not that you're giving from a place of love because you care for that person. So it's not that your partner giving to you is a burden um, or it's not that you feel burdened to give to your friend, but it's that a human, you and your human flesh with your own history, with your own trauma, with your own things that you're going through, you're not going to be able to fix someone else's demons and dark places and shadow places that they have to work through, right? 
And so the 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 point of partnership and community and connection is because there is healing in the community. There is healing by being in relationship. There is safety and security that comes from that. But ultimately, there's no one that can give to you what you need better than you can give to yourself. And I think for those of us who are still working through our romanticizing of our past and our trauma and still hoping from that for that person, that promotion, that um, place in the world, uh, that situation that's going to save us and make all of this drama and trauma we've gone through worth it, we're always going to be waiting for that. And that moment is not going to come because we're not realizing that we have always had the power inside of us. You know, as I've built Black Girls Heal, over time, I have I've had the wish, and maybe it'll come to me after I post this episode, but I've always had the thought of, you know, the ruby red slippers from The Wizard of Oz, and how the thing that Glenda told her at the end, the good witch told her at the end, was that those ruby red slippers were her key to go home, that she always had her power to to make that next move within her. And she was going all around the whole kingdom, you know, ba- battling the whiz, battling uh, the, the um, what's her name? The Wicked Witch. <laughs> I'm confusing the Wiz, Wicked, and the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you get what I'm saying? Like, she's like got this crew going with her. She's going through it. She's passing out in fields. Like, she's doing all this stuff to try to find someone to help her without knowing and understanding that she's always had the power inside of her. That's what I mean. She got the best friends ever in the Lion, the Tin Man, and whoever the other person is. I'm not going to stress myself out trying to figure it out. But she got her crew, right? She got these wonderful experiences. Like there was beauty in that story. And ultimately her superhero. So the way that this works and the way that this benefits your relationships and letting your partners have their feelings is that when your partner, when your people know that they can give to you without having this obligation that if they don't fix it, if they can't make it better, you are just going to stay miserable and you're going to stay depressed and they're going to feel either because you actually tell it to them or you just insinuate it or you just stay that way. If they just know that you're going to just be depressed and feel like it's because of them, that is stressful. But if that person knows that they can give and know that you're also going to show up for yourself, it makes things lighter and easier. That's not the same as you having to be perfect. That's not the same as you having to be emotionless. What I'm saying is that you will always show up for yourself, no matter what a feeling, no matter what feelings you're feeling, sadness, happiness, joy, um, horniness, y'all, even like advocating for yourself sexually. If you <laughs> right now I'm reading a book about sex, so it's like totally on my mind. Like if you are feeling dissatisfied with your sexual experience and you're not actively advocating for it, um, and you're not learning what you like, and you're not learning what you need. And of course, this is for those of us who've already worked through our sexual trauma or we're not getting resources to help us work through that in case that is part of your story. But if you are just kind of like laying there and hoping for someone to figure it out for you or only staying with partners that do it for you, you are missing out on that collaborative experience that makes it more rich and makes it more full. So 
that is number two. <laughs> Let's talk about the third one. Uh, the third thing that I want you to know as far as letting your partner have their feelings and making space for this so that you can let the fullness of your coupleship have have legs is, oh, I guess I've already talked about it, <laughs> which is you are the only person who can control all this. You are the one who's in charge, y'all. You're the one who's in charge of your thoughts. You're the one who can use tools to help ground yourself when you are feeling triggered. You're the one who knows how to look for resources to connect to those emotions. You're the one who knows what emotions you're actually feeling. You're the one who is in charge of removing blocks that stop you from connecting to your emotions. You're the one who's in charge of letting yourself, allowing yourself to be happy. Some of us are connected to really amazing partners and we're just feeling really disenchanted and unsatisfied. And we're like, why am I feeling this way when they're so amazing? Well, they can't fix that. No matter how many trips they take you on, no matter how much they buy you, no matter how available they are, no matter how much quality time they spend with you, if there's a block that you have internally, that is your block to fix. It's your responsibility to fix. So you're the one who can control it, which is good news which is such good news, y'all. Even though you're like, oh, I don't want to fix it. Like, like you can hear what I'm saying. <laughs> Some of y'all are probably going to hear what I'm saying and be like, whatever, girl. <laughs> like, you're like, you just don't know. And like, make up whatever reason why what I'm saying is not true. And then you'll, you'll prove me, you'll be dedicated to proving me wrong. And Maybe you are either with someone or you will meet someone and like fall madly in love with them. And you're like, this is fantastic. Which I hope, I really hope you have that experience. I really, truly hope that you have that get swept up and get loved on and be adored and you get to love on them. And like the the sky is technicolor blue. Like it's like the best feeling ever. I hope that you have that experience. But if you're going to be attached to a human being, these other things that I'm talking about will happen. And what I'm trying to communicate to you is how to take that self-ownership so that that fairy tale can keep on going. I, I want you to have that happy ending. I'm shooting and I'm rooting for you to have that happy ending. And I want you to own the power that you have in your hands to make that be your truth. Okay? So this is another deep and rich episode, y'all. If y'all weren't, if y'all weren't taking notes, then you need to listen again. <laughs> and if you weren't taking notes and you're like, this is fantastic, um, and you want to know how to sustain it and keep it going, I want to see you in Houston, in Houston, Texas, this August, August 6th. Um, starting at 9 a.m. Again, it's an all-day workshop. It's an intensive workshop. We're going deep. You're going to be leaving with the curriculum, with the workbook, with the community connections um, to help you support, to help support you making this long-term reality reality in your partnerships and in your own personal life. And again, if you're not currently partnered or if you're partnered with someone and you're like trying to figure things out and anything that I've been talking about has connected to you, I want to see you there. Okay. Um, again, early bird registration ends next week and would love to have you there um, while seats are available. The link is blackgirlsheal.org slash let them love you. And the link is also in the show notes, y'all. All right. So that is it for this week's episode. I hope, I hope, I hope that you have found it helpful and I will see you in the next one. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. 
before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. 